Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, everybody, and a happy Monday to you all, or I guess if you're not listening to this on Monday, a happy week to you all. We are staying in Vegas for another week, and this is the Osmo Golf Podcast Weekly Series, starting off with the Opening Tea Podcast. I'm your host for them, Jason Roslin, and I am going to be talking about a really fun and new venue uh, for a an event, I should say. It's not a new event. The event's been around for three years. This will be the fourth year in existence for the CJ Cup, and the first couple of years, it was played out on a beautiful island out in South Korea, Jeju Island. Justin Thomas had won the Two years, Brooks Kepka one year, but it's pretty much irrelevant this year. Coming over now to Shadow Creek Golf Course in Las Vegas, one of the uh, many problems or uh, cancellations or changes to the PGA Tour schedule when COVID-19 hit. Obviously, traveling internationally, especially over to Korea, would maybe have been a logistical issue for 78 golfers in the field this week. So they switched it over to Vegas, and with the with the tour already in Vegas, of course, at the Shriners last week, it was quite an easy, well, I shouldn't say it was an easy, but it was logistically made a ton of sense. So if this is your first time joining the uh, Opening Tea Podcast, what I do each and every week is I give you my foursome of facts from the previous week that I go into some statistical review where I look at age-old statistics like driving accuracy, driving distance, greens in regulation, and putts per green in regulation, which is kind of a silly one. And I measure it up against the new age strokes gain statistics. And what I'm looking for there is a little crossover. Let's see if there's still maybe a little bit to be had in in those old age statistics and not just looking at strokes gained. And of course, I'll go over some of my highs and lows for the week. And this one may may sting a little bit uh, a time for me as let's start off with the foursome of facts for the week. Martin Laird is proving that course fit is certainly real. His only other, uh, his last one on the PGA Tour came right here at the Shriners. He'd gone through quite a tough time, had a knee injury, but he is back and winning. Speaking of winning, Tyrell Hatton, the form continues to ascend and you know, maybe uh, deteriorated for a little bit there, especially missing the cut at the U.S. Open, but here he is now winning the BMW PGA Championship. He'll be in the field here this week in Vegas. Next, the third bullet point, Matthew Wolf. Is this guy becoming elite? Or was the Shriners just another spot for Matthew Wolf to be good at? Now, when I say to be good at, that's kind of a general bland statement there. And I'll go into that in a little bit more detail. He seems to be really good at some of these scoring events where it takes a 20 under to win. However, he just came in second at the U.S. Open where even par was his score coming in second place. Bryson DeChambeau winning the tournament at six under par. So, back to Matthew Wolf. Now, is he becoming elite is my question. And my answer is I believe yes. Back-to-back second place finishes. The win is obviously not too far out there. And this shouldn't come as too much of a surprise as when he was in college. He was truly dominant. 
Obviously, the PGA Tour ranks is quite a bit different than the college ranks, but consistency normally doesn't leave a golf game. Now, I think that he's ascending to this new level where Colin Morikawa maybe already was, but at that same token, we saw Colin Morikawa really maybe regress a little bit. He's missed now two cuts in a row, missed the U.S. Open, missed this one here, missed a couple of other ones after making 20-plus straight to start his career. So regression may set in, but for Matthew Wolf, everything seems to be pointing in the right direction. Speaking of pointing in the right direction for my fourth and final point here, Will Zalatoris. Now, don't quote me on the number of FedEx Cup points, but I believe by my calculation... I'm st- I certainly don't work for the PGA Tour, at least not right now, not yet in any case. Uh, he is eligible for special temporary membership, um, and if not, then he's within a couple of points uh, there. So, And he's got another start. He gets a top five here this week. So he gets another start coming up in a couple of weeks uh, after this two-week stretch at Shadow Creek, and then next week at the Sherwood uh, for the Zozo Championship. So regardless, I think that before the turn of the new year, Will Zeltoris will be on the PGA Tour full-time. And secondly, another guy that is trending in the right direction. Now three straight top 25s, two straight top 15s, and his first top 10 on the PGA Tour. I'm talking about Justin Sue. Guy out of Cal is finally, I'm sorry, not out of Cal, out of USC. Jeez, oh my God, I could get in big trouble for saying something like that if you're a fan of those colleges. Uh, Justin Sue finally finding his stride, getting a top 10 at home in Vegas. If you bet him like I did this week, it was a nice payout. But nothing will ever make up, well, I shouldn't say ever, nothing will make up for my silly mistake that I made late on Thursday morning, maybe minutes before lock switching out. Patrick Cantley and Sung J M, who combined for 220 DraftKings points, and I swapped out them for Hideki Matsuyama and Colin Morikawa. The exact same salary between those guys. You hate to see it. And Colin Morikawa and Hideki Matsuyama scored, yep, you guessed it, 76 points for a difference of 144. It would have pushed my lineup from outside of the cash to... A tie for second place in the $800, which is what I decided to enter last week. Good enough for 30000 but I end up with a goose egg. That's what the decisions and tinkering can cost you. So if I learned anything from last week, which I've been doing this for four years now, one would think that I already should have probably learned it. Never tinker with your lineups. <laughs> and typically, most of the time, and... I guess if you wanted the picks of Patrick Cantlay and Sung JM, I gave both of them to you as part of my premium content here at Osmo.com. And we've got a ton of sports going on. Now, I know the NBA Finals just ended. LeBron James was the winner. But if you want to come try us out for the week, go platinum. $29.99 for the week. You're going to get every sport. It's only 30 bucks. You're going to get every sport, every piece of content, whether it's behind the paywall or in front of the paywall, you are going to get, especially Osmo's projections for every single sport. This guy... You check out Alex Baker's game log, you know, how they have a game log for every sport. Well, if they had a game log for DFS, this guy would be in everything, and he's winning at a lot of them as well. So come check it out, just $29.99 for the the week. Come see what our MLB projections uh, have got going on, what our golf projections, what our football projections, just so much in the package there. So 
Come on and join us. Okay, now what I'm going to do, going to go over to the statistical review. And very interesting here this week. For off the tee, Sung J.M. was number one in the field. That's right, Sung J.M. number one in the field, beating out Bryson DeChambeau, who was number two. Sam Burns, number three. Joseph Bramlett, number four. Joel Damon, number five. Kevin Nahn, number six. Joaquin Neiman, number seven. Siwoo Kim, Dylan Fratelli, Nate Lashley, Harold Varner, James Hahn, Will Zalatoris, and Abraham Answer rounding out the top ten or so. Switch over to driving distance. We had a decent crossover, but Tung J.M. actually led the field in driving accuracy this week. So a little bit interesting, at least for me, to see that, where Tung J.M. leads the field in strokes gain off the tee and leads in driving accuracy. Now, granted, he averaged about 320 yards per drive, which put him somewhere around the top 15 or so, but uh, not in the top 10. When we switch over to... Uh, I'm sorry, I'll go down driving distance. DeChambeau, obviously, number one. Wyndham Clark, number two. Joaquin Neiman, number three. Sam Burns, number four. Zalatoris, five. Bramlett, six. Cam Davis, seven. Pat Gazire, eight. Ryan Palmer, Patrick Cantlay, and Matt Jones are nine, ten, and eleven. Going over to accuracy now. Sung J.M., Kevin Na, both of those guys we can find, certainly, in the uh, top ten of strokes gained off the tee as well as Will Zalatoris. Ches Reeve also up there. Martin Laird had a lot of fairways this week. Abraham Answer did as well. Scott Piercy, John Ha, James Hahn, Roy Sabatini, Henrik Norlander, and Joel Damon. So the golfers that we found in both categories, obviously, with no surprise, found themselves in one of the top ten of the strokes gained off the tee. And outside of that, probably about, I would say, maybe a little bit more crossover to the driving distance than driving accuracy. Although driving accuracy did have... Sung J.M., who, like I mentioned at the top, led the field in chokes gained off the tee this past week. Okay, let's switch over to our approaches now. Scott Piercy, number one, another local guy getting it done. Local connection in Vegas certainly seemed to work a little bit this week. Except for Colin Morikawa. He didn't make the cut, did he? Scott Piercy, number one. John Hahn, number two. James Hahn, three. Martin Laird, four. Justin Sue, five. Matt Wolf, six. Peter Malnati, Austin Cook, Zach Johnson, C.T. Penn, and... What a name again, Will Zalatoris. He's up there yet again for the fourth straight category. This is Strokes Gain on the approach, however. Rounds out the top ten or so there. Okay, let's head over to greens and regulation. Since we just did Strokes Gain on the approach, see how much crossover we can have. And you hit a lot of fairways at TPC Summerlin, you're going to probably hit a lot of greens. And that was the case for Sung J.M. Sung J.M. led the field in driving accuracy, also led the fields in green in regulation, Austin Cook also got himself into the playoff by hitting a lot of greens. Zach Johnson hit a lot of them. Matthew Neesmith. Will Zalatoris now. Four straight categories. We've seen this guy up in the top ten or better. Actually, I'm sorry, five. Driving distance, accuracy, greens and regulation, approach, and off the tee. In the top five in all of them, it's incredible. Justin Sue, John Hunt, Cam Tringali, Dylan Fratelli, Matt Wolf, Peter Melnati, Joaquin Neiman, and Emiliano Grillo round out the top ten or so in greens and regulation. Now... Let's head over to Potter and see what golfers got it done with the flat stick this week. Hunter Mayhan. Haven't seen his name up there in a while, but good to see him make a paycheck. Abraham Answer, Brian Harmon, Cam Tringali, Charles Howe, Stuart Sink, even though he shot, oh boy, uh, 81. 81 on Sunday for Stuart Sink as the magic ran out. Still his putter for the week. He ended up in the top five. Pat Kazire, Hideki, nope, not Hideki Matsuyama. Scratch that one. Michael Glickich, Bryce Garnett, Brant Snedeker, Wyndham Clark, Sung Kang, Denny McCarthy, and Patrick Cantlay round out the top 10 or so. 
Now, when we try and match that up with the putts per green in regulation, Snedeker, number one, Abraham Answer, number two, Patton Gazire, three, Austin Cook, four, Andrew Landry, five, Hunter Mahan, six, Wyndham Clark, James Hahn, Bryce Garnett, Martin Laird, and Brian Harmon round out the top ten or so, and tremendous amount of crossover as there normally is in this category. Okay, let's go to the little fun bit of my uh, pod here, of the opening tee pod, where I go into the cut sweat segment. Again, not too much that you can take away from this in terms of valuable information going to the next week. It's more just for comedic value. And this week, on the cut sweat segment on the maid side, Denny McCarthy, this guy, I swear to God, if he's got a 25-foot putt to make the cut or longer, there is nobody in the world, including Jordan Spieth, that you would want to hit that putt as McCarthy nails another one, a 27-footer this time. Brent Snedeker, he just needed a measly little five-footer. Kazire needed birdie on the ninth hole, got it, as did Joel Damon. John Ha, he needed to birdie 18 and got it, and as did Luke Donald. So some good stuff on that side as I switch over to the missed side, and just a couple of bad ones. Will Gordon, he birdied the last four holes, missed by one. Kevin Streelman, he made eagle, missed by one. Scott Harrington, that guy, he was one of the leaders after the first round. He made birdie on his last, then missed by one. Jason Duffner, he made birdie to miss by one. It's just brutal. Ted Potter, he missed a 22-footer. Harry Higgs, he birdied the last. He missed by one as well. Zeng Zhong Zhang, he missed a 13-footer. Jason Kokrak also missed a 13-footer. While Colin Morikawa, he missed a 6-footer, then a 15-footer, and then a 28-footer on his last three holes. Just absolutely brutal. Could not make it through the cut. All right, that's going to do it for the quick little wrap-up, or I should say quick minutes, like 13 minutes. The unlucky 13, if you will. Let's talk about the DFS preview for the week. It's a pretty good week. They've upped their prize pools. They must see that, obviously, the field is going to be very strong. It's a no-cut event. But regardless, we're going to get 100 k for both uh, first place for both the $888 and the $10 buy-in. But each of those is getting... A little bit more to the guaranteed price, but each of them are getting 50 more thousand. And the $200 moving back up to 30K to first place for DraftKings this week. Putting that out nicely, giving us something to look forward to for the upcoming week. Speaking of the upcoming week, it is Shadow Creek Golf Club. And now we saw this very briefly during the match back in 2018 between Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods. And Here's what we know about it. It's going to be a par 72 this week, roughly around 7,500 yards. The four par threes. Tail of the tape is going to measure 202, 200, 257, and 154. We're going to have 10 par fours, 415, 435, 486, 507, 460, 437, 324, 405, 493, and 482. And then four par fives. 581, 571, 622, and 529. It's going to be played exact same grass surfaces as last week. Bermuda fairways and rough with bent grass greens. So again, like I said, exactly like what we have at TPC Summerlin. In fact, in my opinion, you know, for the one time that I've seen it and the bunch of times that I've seen Summerlin, I feel like this course is kind of just a tricked up course of TPC Summerlin, one that was bought and created by billionaires like Steve Wynn and the guys behind MGM. Changed hands. It went from Steve Wynn to MGM, and it was built as a playground for Wynn back in the late 80s when things were kind of booming in that industry. So certainly a plethora of money went into it. So I would say this is just a really beefed up, prettier version of what we got this week. 
I suspect the scores are going to be relatively similar. I would I would think the average score is going to be somewhere around minus one and a half to minus two under each day. The four par fives, which are all relatively gettable, I think that is going to probably give the score or the the winning score somewhere in the high teens and the average score, like I said, somewhere around one and a half to two under. Tom Fazio was the designer here uh, back in the early part of, or I should say the late part of the 80s and the 90s, and then had an extensive renovation there happened to it back in 2008 where it was lengthened to where it is now. Okay, so what do I know, or what do we, I shouldn't say I know, what do we know uh, from the match from Tiger Woods? So I can give you how many fairways they hit and how many greens they hit. I can't really give you too much other than that just because the information is not quite there. So what did we have? Tucker and Phil both hit about 10 of 14 fairways, somewhere around 70% of them, which is roughly on average of TPC Summerlin. In terms of greens and regulation, I do suspect these will be a little bit harder to hit with probably a little bit more trouble around them than we saw at TPC Summerlin this past week. I had my Count Tiger hit about 11 of 18 greens, somewhere about 61%, and Phil Mickelson hit about 13 of 18 greens, somewhere in the 72% range. So you average those out. I suspect we'll see probably between 65 and 70% of the greens hit this week. Again, don't have any information on around the green or on the green. So what we'll do instead is we're going to go talk about some of the players that are going to be here this week and what the field is consisted of. And boy, do I got some funny ones here. Uh, first, not, not funny ones, uh, good players, uh, five players from the Korean PGA Tour, which they've only listed one so far. So Hyung Kim is the name there. One player from the Asian Tour. That player's name we do know. Korean star Jo Hyung Kim. He's getting a start this week. Then three Korean players from the official World Golf Ranking. Sung Kang, Si Woo Kim, and K.H. Lee are the three. Then we've got... Sponsors exemptions. Here's some really funny sponsors exemptions because the next category is the top 60 ranked players from last year's FedEx Cup points. All of the top 60 are deciding to play. So now these golfers who did not come in the top 60 last year and OWGR not being a factor, golfers like Tommy Fleetwood, Brooks Kepka, Shane Lowry, and Justin Rose all needed a sponsor exemption this week. Crazy. Also, in addition, guess who else did? Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth. That's where they are at in their games. Same with Tommy Fleetwood, Ian Poulter, and Keegan Bradley. That winds up the sponsors exemptions. Also gone over the other players, the Korean players. And we'll find out a couple of more of those, I believe, tomorrow uh, when the final field is announced. So take a look out for that. All right, the last thing I'm going to do here at 18 or 19 minutes is I'm going to give you my salary guesses for this week. was right on with Bryson. i got to give myself a nice little pat on the back. I got him at 11800 We'll go for two for two this week. I'm going to throw Dustin Johnson. I'm going to throw him up at 11.2K this week. I think that DK DraftKings is going to continue pricing him up there for a little while now. Good, But I've got a theme for them this week. I think they're all so close and all having not played the last couple of weeks. I think they're going to do this. DJ at 11.2, Thomas at 11.1, and Rom at 11 with Rory a little bit cheaper at 10.8. I think that Rory hasn't quite shown the capacity to to beat the guys above him there. So that's what I've got. I've got four basically above 10.8K or more this week. Xander Schauffele, 
Got him coming in at 10.2K. And Matthew Wolf, after back-to-back runner-ups on the PGA Tour, including a major, got him coming in at 10K. I know that might be a little hasty, but I think it's going to happen. I think we're going to see it. High ownership plus a high finish. Typically, that's what ends up happening. So, until next time, everybody, again, just a reminder for you, if you're looking for this, if you're listening to this on YouTube and you're looking for it on our podcast, go check out our podcast network. You can find it right through our homepage, awesomeo.com. Click the podcast network, slide over to Awesome Golf, and you'll be able to find all of these podcasts, the opening tee here, tomorrow's Fit and Form podcast, and then Wednesday mornings against the grain, all located under that for your easy listening pleasure each and every week so until the fit the form podcast everybody if you are listening to this prior to two o'clock on monday come out and check out the pga dfs first look show with myself and jeff ulrich as we'll lament a little bit more about uh my silly mistake that i made and a couple of bad breaks for jeff as well so until then everybody thanks for coming by and listening to the opening tea podcast and we will see you on the other side cheers Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.